0: Jason Lockenfora right now joined by him, Odyssey NFL Insider, host of the Odyssey original podcast In the Huddle with Brian Baldinger and Carl Dukes covering the entire NFL and the NFL. uh, Well, the Pittsburgh Steelers play that NFL game tonight. and Jason joins us to talk about it. Hello, Jason. How you doing? What's going on? Uh, We're just watching this Ghana, South Korea, not North Korea, South Korea game. Uh, that's happening right now because any live sports that's on in the morning we that's hardly right. get it we put it on take it yeah australian open let's go yeah so all right um, has the opinion for anybody well let's just go with you hey, but with anybody changed on jeff saturday or is it the same as it was the day he was hired
1: oh i think we gotta let this breathe a little bit um I'm a skeptic, scap- uh, you know, I was a skeptic coming in. Uh, the people I talked to around the league were dumbfounded and befuddled um, by the timing of it, by the nature of it, by how it was messaged and how, um, you know, Jim Merce was basically flipping the bird at the entire coaching community at really sort of the rest of, of the league at Frank Reich. Um, you know, it was it was a bit much, and they they you know beat the Raiders. I'll give them that, and they gave the Eagles a game. But you know, let's see as the stakes sort of ratchet up, and as the sample size expands, and as that immediate sort of you know the first week of like shock and awe and what the hell's going on, and you know he meets the players and gives them the pep talk. Like I, I you know, let's let's see. I, I tend to think like, do I think that coaching is you know, the combination of, like, uh, you know, me- like NASA engineering and, you know, uh, MENSA stuff that we make it out to be. Uh, no. I-, I, think- I think there are things about being a football coach and how difficult it is. Um, not to imply that it's easy, but I-, I think we probably do make too much of certain things. But I, I also tend to believe that, more is probably required of someone to consistently win games in this league and win games with not a great roster than having played the game before and coached a little high school. So we'll say this will be – like, each of these are kind of like little test tube experiments to me. Yeah,
0: if he goes three – if he wins three or four down the stretch, Jason, is it possible the interim tag gets taken off?
1: i is looking for a reason to keep him around. There's there's no doubt about it. Um, And, you know, Rooney rule be damned and optics be damned and, you know, what have you. But, like, and we brought this up on the In the Huddle podcast last week. Like, oh, it's one thing for Jeff Saturday to be pulled in in the middle of the season and be given a bunch of money, and it's all about him. And, you know, he's, he's in the rush of every six days is game day again. There's a six-month offseason. And, you know, there's going to be other coaches who are in that office 12, 14, 16 hours a day in the dead of January preparing for the draft and preparing for free agency and figuring out off-season schedules. Like, this is the fun time. Like, this is the go time. Like, does he really, like, does he want to spend, you know, every waking moment in an office in Indianapolis in spring when, man, it'd be a great day for golf today? Like, I just don't know that you flicked that switch. And I don't know, you know, that if if this wasn't in him before, and he admits it wasn't, I don't know – that being thrust into it in week 10 or whatever means you really um, understand the lifestyle. It's not a job. It's a vocation. It's a lifestyle. And, like, I don't know how much fun that's going to be for him, you know? I don't know how much fun OTAs are going to be for him. Like, I I, I don't know. Um, we've never seen anything like this before in the modern era. But I still think there are a number of caveats. And also, like, there's going to be dudes who want off that staff. Like, there's going to be a lot of them. And, like, Jeff Saturday and Jim Irsay are going to go around the country recruiting coaches? Like, I, I mean, they can. I'd like to see it. But, I mean, they're, they're more than welcome to do it. I don't think it's going to be as easy as they might think.
0: How is Ursay looked at by the other owners around the league? Oh, man.
1: He's, you know, he's, his own, he's a lone wolf. Like, he's his own guy. Um, he's, he, you know. He's walked his path and his walk, which is unusual, um, to say the least. But he's a bit of a firebrand, right? Like, he likes to consider himself an iconoclast. I think he sees himself as, like, the Midwest Jerry Jones, which is absolutely not how he's perceived, but I think that's absolutely how he perceives himself. I think he sees the history of the game through a prism in which he matters, which is just ain't true. Like, it's just not. Um yeah, I mean, you just you go, you know, he every, I don't know, seems like every five or six years he basically has these moments where he takes all the power back. And, you know, he did it um, when he blew it up at the end, you know, of, of the, the Peyton Manning-Polian uh, thing. You know, and he put in two guys who he thought he could control. And then they couldn't, you know, no one could get along with Ryan Grigson, and he's kind of tearing the building down. And Percy steps in and takes the power back again and says, I know everybody thinks these guys can't work together, but I'm going to fix it and I'm going to make them stick together. And then a few months later he's firing one and then he fires the other, right? And, you know, and then the McDaniels thing happens and he does this with Reich and then in the middle of the season he takes the power back and, all oh, you bozos are messing it up. I'm going to go get my guy again and we're going to fix it. Well, okay. Well, the only time you really mattered is when generational quarterbacks have fallen into your lap. So
0: we'll see if that happens again. Man, okay, right. fair enough. Um, last thing before we let you go, and it, it's not unlike other markets. It just doesn't happen in our market all that much. Should Because this, this raging debate is happening. Should people root for the Steelers to lose on out, or Ooh. should people root for the Steelers to show growth right now as this season is pretty much done at 3-7? and seven?
1: Well, I, I, I'll – Default to my fandom, right, which is baseball. And there was certainly a moment when uh, you could see the Orioles like, uh, do we really want them to mess around and miss the playoffs by four or five games again and, and convince ownership not to make big changes and, you know, just keep working with this model that they're doing, which, you know, has really come to an end. Or, or do we need to revert and accept reality and 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 take some short-term gain for some long-term short-term pain for long-term gain and it's different in football and it's not as drawn out as baseball and you guys know that as well but yeah I, I do think there's a part in you sort of your your i guess if you're a i don't know if smarts the right word but if you're an acute fan and you're looking at the big picture and you've had as much success there and as many meaningful seasons as you've had like You want to see individuals do well, right? You want to see Pickett develop. You want to see these young receivers develop. You want to see if there's some hidden gems in the secondary, like whatever. But, like, if that ends in an L at the end of the the week, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world, you know? And I think you're also really happy that the Bears don't seem to be in the business of winning any more football games because you essentially got what could amount to it's more of a first-round pick than a second-round pick, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if it's the second pick of the second round, it's basically a first-round comp pick if you were using the baseball model. So, you know, it would be like a – what do they call it? An A comp or whatever. So, yeah, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world because nothing lasts forever.
0: Jason, looking for it. Jason, we thank you. We appreciate it. We will talk next week.
1: Enjoy the soccer match. Yeah, you guys, for sure. We already
0: are. Um, all right. Strong stuff about Ursay. He killed him. He did. He smashed him. He did. He said that Ursay views himself as part of the fabric of the history of the NFL. And, quote, he's just not. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Midwest Jerry Jones. Man. And he's not even that. He got him. He got him really good. There's something there. I, I don't think if he calls him that Ursay's really prone to want to talk to Lock and Four. And Lock and Four is fine with that, it seems like. My gosh. Woo. You go. I like it. You go, Lock on Four. I agree. That was uh, Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lockon Four. Make sure to follow In the Huddle on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Epic ending coming up next.